Hello and welcome back to the Level Cap Podcast. Hey Marco, how's it going? Oh, it's it's great, Brad. I'm doing great. Okay, no, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm not doing so hot today, Brad. I think I'm. Oh, is it cold over there? Uh, <laughs> hey, nice one. No, um, I think I might be getting sick. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it's gonna be fine, Brad, because because we both love this show. We're both gonna still do it, and it's gonna be great. Though. May I request, at your behest, that we make the show a bit shorter this what this time? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is this is a midweek show anyway, so it's not our regular time. We got other responsibilities to get to. I understand. Um, I'm kind of feeling the same way. It's been it have not enough has happened to really talk about for another week. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, so we'll probably just uh, just cut out a middle segment and uh, make it a make it a quick one. Yeah, we're just gonna hammer out some stuff, talk about some um, things we've been doing, and you know the usual stuff. Oh, by the way, um, or otherwise, I think I think it's not an episode of the, <laughs> what was that? It's not an episode of the Level Cap podcast until we say otherwise. So I think we. That's just you. Okay, fine. I don't feel it's yeah. an episode unless I say otherwise. Okay. Marco, Mark, Marco DeSantos. He says otherwise, like a brawler. Oh, like a brawler. <laughs> Did you just say that? Like a brawler. Did you say that in, like the New York, like Bronx act? Yeah. Like a brawler. Brawler. Like a bra- brawler. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey, I'm hey, I'm brawling here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Brad, Man, these these cats is straight brawling in here. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Have you like? I I don't think that's actually has anything to do with New York. Um, yeah, but you can ask Anderell. Oh, you're right. He's from New York. Does he does he talk with that accent? I don't think. No, he doesn't. Nobody talks like that. <laughs> hey, you gotta forgive me. Look, all I know except about... in like the movies. Look, here's the thing. I only know the all the things I know about New York come from number one, all the movies. <laughs> And number okay, two, yeah, more movies. So you, yeah, you have to forgive me. So nobody talks in that accent. That accent's not real. I'm sure somebody somewhere talks like that, but ordinary people don't talk that way. <laughs> you, I've never met anybody that talks like that, unless they were joking. Okay, okay. So Brooklyn Rage is not real. I guess. Yes. I guess Bro- I was Brooklyn. Brooklyn Rage is not real. <laughs> Well, I guess I was expecting this, you know. I, I guess, like, once you become an adult, all of the fantasy dreams of your childhood just die. So I, <laughs> so I guess people don't actually talk that way, like New York gangsters, you know. I, I, I mean, I guess I do know. I do know one guy who talks that way, uh, but he's from Chicago, so <laughs> it doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. Oh my gosh. All right. All right. Brad, let's uh Brad, tell me what you've yeah. been doing. Like tell me something you've been enjoying uh, this week. Well, I've been building a lot of uh a lot of imperial spells in Steam. Uh Trey came to visit this weekend. He uh we did a bunch of play tests for like 3 days straight. 
Um, made a few changes. We're hammering those out to get things ready for uh, for playtester or for reviewers. And um, that's pretty much been all consuming. So I haven't had a lot of downtime this week. Um, I did get to play. I did get to play some Uniel, um, which is Undernight Inbirth Exe Late Est, oh. the new fighting game from French Bread. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, I gotta say, I really like this fighting game. I really like the tutorial mode in this fighting game. The tutorial and mission modes are real great. They teach you all the mechanics of the game. Like, uh, for what one, for example, one of my friends was playing this game, and they were like, "Man, this this feels really chunky." Like, I you know, I do a move, and my character's just stuck for a second. Like, why is that? And like, I don't know. It's not a frame rate thing or or a control input thing because when you're in a combo, you can execute combos real cleanly. So what is it? So going through the tutorial, I find out this game actually has a concept of like whiff stun. Like, you can't cancel any moves if you miss, and I realize a lot of fighting games have that, but some of them aren't so obvious, and some of them do it differently. But in this game, if you throw a move and you don't connect, then you have to watch the entire animation for that move, and you can't do anything else until it stops. And uh, and so it makes if you're not uh, if you're not being really careful, because this is a game with really large uh, wind down animations. So if you throw a move and you're not careful, you can uh, really yeah, really mess yourself up. Oh, super punish. Yes. So you always have to be acting with a specific purpose in mind. And I think it's a great lesson from this game. And a lot of other concepts they teach you about fighting games that are that are not really obvious unless you're, you know, really deep in it. Um, the way one of my friends said is like this is the only fighting game I was able to learn without going and looking it up on the internet. Yeah. How to actually play it. I see, I see. Huh. That's very interesting. I read an article so, on Kotaku that actually mentioned this game. And said that it had one of the best tutorials they've ever seen for a fighting game. Um, it's absolutely true. Have you finished the um, entire? And each thing? character, I haven't finished the entire tutorial because some of them are really hard to execute. Like uh, the veteran level tutorials are pretty tough. Okay, can I spoil something for you? Um, what's that? At the end of all of the tutorial, if you finish all of the mission modes and all of the tutorials for one character, you know what it says? It puts what's up that? a prompt and says. Congratulations, you finished all of the tutorial and mission modes for this character. However, that's not going to be enough to win you real games. Uh-huh. It just says that at the end. That's all it says? Yeah, like it, it tells you that, like, okay, you've passed the tutorial, but you're probably still not going to win your next few hundred games or something. Well, if their matchmaking is any good, you should be placed against people who <laughs> probably didn't do all the tutorials, uh, since you both at, both at zero rank. That's but fair. Anyway, the, the the game is is really well done. Each character has their individual tactical tutorials where they teach you how to deal with specific situations, how to deal with projectiles, how to deal with different ranges, mid, low, close, um, stuff like that. Like what your character's game plan is for winning, uh, and that's a really neat thing. Oh wow! So they have like built-in battle guides for them. Oh yeah, pretty much interactive built-in battle guides. That's awesome. I wish I could make interactive battle guides. Well, don't you? you? You put a little thing on the at the end of the thing that says, who should the next battle guide be about? And people click it. That's kind of interactive. Yeah, but what if the guide was like, like, what do you do on this beat? Pick from these cards. And then like you make them pick. Huh. It's like a game show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, because I've, uh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, because there's a thing like that. It's a thing on YouTube, like those choose-your-own-adventure things, where on a channel, yeah. they only upload the first video, and all the other videos are unlisted. So the only way to get to them is to click the annotations that appear in the video for the choices, and then it brings you to those, and then it branches the story and all that stuff. Huh. That's pretty neat. I hadn't heard of such a thing. Yeah, there was it was it was a popular thing back in like the two thousands. Oh, we should probably do something like mm-hmm. that. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, well, I was just about to ask, what have you been up to, Marco? Well, I've been. I mean, this is gonna sound weird, but I've been watching a lot of those thigh thigh commercials. You know the ones I'm talking. Thigh about? commercials, like like Thailand, like thigh, like from Thailand, like like Thai boxing, yeah, yeah, yeah. or. Or what? Yeah. Um. Not like for like the thigh master. No, 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 no. Not for some exercise equipment. But um. Okay. It's more of like um. You know those things that like. Oh, how do I explain this? Like it. It looks like a short film, and it's like dramatic, and it's like you know, like some guy, his parents die, and then he like goes on to like help poor unprivileged children as a teacher and all that stuff blah 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 and then at the very end it goes like life insurance uh-huh so it's like this big dramatic short film level worth of stuff and it like tugs at your heartstrings and everything's so emotional and deep and then it fades to black and then a logo for a company pops up there's one where so it's kind of like a like a like a long Super Bowl commercial. Yes, except there's no product placement throughout the entire thing. Like it doesn't the the, mm-hmm. the commercial doesn't even talk about the product or feature the product whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But it only pops up in the end. So for for example, there was this one where it's about like a medical doctor who became a teacher and then like. He helped his student who was underprivileged graduate by paying for his tuition. And then, you know, he ends up getting old and dying. And then, like, I don't know, like, he donates his body to science. And then he says, like, even in my death, I still continue to teach because he donated his body to science for, like, medical students to examine, right? And then at the very mm-hmm. end, it goes, 7-Eleven. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well... Yeah, that was unexpected. I figured it'd be like for a university no, or something, but no, it's Seven Eleven. <laughs> okay, um, that's so. Why have you been watching these? Um, I'm curious now. Okay, um, it's 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 mainly because I find them to be very interesting. I also find it really funny when the product pops up in the end. And like when I'm watching them, I know they're for a product, but because they're in um Thai or they're in Thai. I can't really, like, read the title, so I don't know what the product is. So when I watch them, I kind of go, like, hmm, I wonder what this commercial's for. That teacher one messed me up because I was like, oh, is this about the university or maybe, like, a hospital or something like that? And then it was, like, 7-Eleven. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, it's also for research on ads. Um, yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, okay. what are some good ways to do advertisements? And I was like, what are the most successful advertisements? And then apparently some of the most successful advertisements are these things. Things. So um, yeah, yeah. So if you can, I I can see that. I've been watching like the uh, the Carbot animations for Heroes of the Storm, and they just have these little silly uh, cartoons of the characters, you know, going on whatever whatever adventures or fighting whatever battles, and they don't ever say like, oh, go play this game. But it's pretty clear, you know, that that that's what that it's you know that's what it is all about. Yeah, uh, they're pretty cute. Yeah, we should. You know, I I wish we could like we had the budget to like make an animated series or something for BattleCon mm. 
or any level 99 games. I mean, it's not uh, it's not that big of a of an undertaking. I think it's just uh, well, maybe once BCO comes out, it'll make a little more sense. Oh no! Are we getting an opening animation with like the anime rock music? No, we're not gonna do anime <laughs> for our opening. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. All right, Brad, um, so that's what we've been doing. You want to go to 99 questions and move on to some 99 questions? Um, yeah, sure. I, I mean, we're, we're, like I said, we're taking it easy, so we're going to skip the character of the week, and we're going to skip the uh, a, a bonus segment. So let's just answer a few questions, and, uh, and then we can, uh, we can call it a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you got you to gotta forgive us, everyone. You know, we, we do try to get this podcast out to you every week. So um, sometimes certain weeks just aren't good, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I I I know I know at least one person that that skips straight to the questions at the end whenever we finish uh, just uh, jabbering around. So um, so at least one person will be glad that we skipped the the center segments. All right. This is for that person. <laughs> Question number one: What is the hardest distraction to resist in a self-directed career? Um, it's definitely. Uh, Definitely to sit at home and play video games all day, because um, I actually did that one summer, and it was pretty bad. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'd say, like, before I started Level 99 Games, but after I started working for myself, I was doing app development, and there was one summer where I just sat in my apartment and played World of Warcraft all day long, um, and I did that for, like, two months, three, three months, and uh it was anyway it was a dark time in my life yeah um having having some self-discipline and getting up and going to work each day when you know that you don't have to and nobody's watching that's the toughest part of running your own of being of being employed by yourself yeah that um it's one reason that an office is a good environment because you know other people are going to be there you know that somebody is going to know if you're late <laughs> and just a little bit of peer pressure yeah even if you're the boss, just a little bit of peer pressure is good for you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I have to agree with Brad. Staying at home playing video games all day. Um, I think if if I remember correctly, it took me like a few months to get a day job after I graduated because all I decided to do was play video games all day instead of searching for an actual job. So you know, it's not a not a good feeling. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. Like you 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 sit around and you play video games all day, and you're like, man, what did I do with myself? What's my life coming to? This is awful. Yeah, I mean, like it's like one thing to use video games for recreational purposes, but to make them your actual life without having a directed goal. Like some people want to become professionals at games. That's fine, but like if you just play them to pass the time, and then like to just kill time, it it literally kills your time. Yeah, yeah, it's a very effective method. Oh my gosh! All right, next question is okay. I think this is more for uh, me, I guess. Is there any way for base Kalistar to beat base Cadenza? I played fifteen matches with my friend, and Kalistar lost every time, no matter how my friend played her. Is this just a bad matchup, or is he missing something? Well, I thought this question was for you, Marco. Are you going to answer? Hmm. I feel like I, because I'm not sure about what your what your friend is playing, right? I'm not sure how your friend is playing Kalistar, um, but Kalistar and Cadenza. Okay, so here's the thing: Battlecon has some absurd matchups. It's absolutely true, but this is this is not one of them, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, Kalistar is really capable of beating Cadenza, so 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a playstyle issue. Yeah, um, because this is this entire match up, like Calistar Cadenza are from the same set, right? Like, like yeah. they were tested against each other multiple times. They're even this quite a quite a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like they've and you know, like, so here's the thing. Here's your answer. We're not gonna just spend the next five minutes going like, but it's balanced. Here's your answer. Go into Elemental, play Caustic. When you're human, take advantage of the soak and the dodging effects. When Cadenza's low enough, just kill him. I mean, definitely, yeah, definitely you want to try and dodge out. You want to try and keep range. Uh, if you fight at range 3 or 4, um, Cadenza doesn't have a lot, but Kalistar has a full rotation of range 3 and 4 attacks between Blazing, Volcanic, and Shot. And Volcanic... Or sorry, between spell, Spellbolt, Volcanic, and Shot. And um, you can do Volcanic fight at that range. also lets you basically put uh, re- reposition yourself anywhere you want to easily dodge most of Cadenza's attacks the next beat. Yeah. And then Caustic, in elemental form, has a auto-stun trigger, which will bypass Cadenza's defenses. And so if he gets in, you can preemptively switch to elemental mode. You can then threaten with your Caustic Grasp, which he probably can't outspeed at speed 7. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and uh, get ahead there. Yes. So there's, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of options to deal with Cadenza, but you really have to think, you have to play around cadenza like usual because you always have to play around him no matter who you are yeah that's just that's just cadenza Here, here's the thing like if you eat one or two clockworks on a bad beat like you you eat a clockwork and don't deal any damage to cadenza on that beat you probably lost like that's just how it is against that character so yeah i mean like you, you got to play around him um and one big advantage you really have that Brad didn't mention is that um, Cadence is a generally slow character, and Kalistar in elemental mode is a fast character with tons of power. So um, once Cadence's life goes down to 6 or 5, a lot of his usual tricks, like playing Hydraulic Drive or doing all of his press attacks, those don't work anymore because he will yeah, die. Yeah, you can threaten the kill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just, so just kill him, right? So... um. I think that's the big thing your friend has to do. Um, play a bit more aggressively and try to play around Cadenza's poor, Cadenza's poor range 3 plus uh, capabilities. Uh, and you should do fine. Well, cool. Well, I think that I think that about covers that. Yep. And uh, last, what's our next question? Any plans for a release date for Devastation 2? I, I think they mean Devastation Remastered. Re- remastered. Yeah, remastered. Um, it'll be in the summertime. It'll be after we complete... Um, after we finish uh, uh, Imperial Spells and Steam. So um, after that, shortly after that, we'll be launching Devastation Remastered Kickstarter. Um, so look out for it. We'll have a big announcement email and everything. Um, and I do have some plans for the actual release that I'm going to post on the website pretty soon. So you'll be able to see what's in the box, what's not in the box, what we're changing in the new edition. All that change list is going to be coming out. It's forthcoming pretty shortly. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, and that's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Brad, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Are you proud of us? In what way? That despite the conditions of this week, we chose to do the podcast. I think it's important that we that we do the podcast and that we, yeah, that we got together and and managed to to finish things up. I think um I think we should get back to our regularly scheduled program next week, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. We should get back to that. So, um, Brad. Uh, oh yeah, I do have one announcement. I'm gonna be at SaltCon next week. Well, 
uh, Salt Lake City, which will be this weekend. Uh, when you listen to it, it's actually in Layton, but it's near Salt Lake City. I see. So, so that's why it's called uh, Salt Lake. in Utah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's in Utah, and um, you can come by at, to SaltCon and hang out and visit me, and we'll play some games. And you can check out uh, Imperial Spells of Steam. You can check out Temporal Odyssey. Oh. You can check out the um, the new Exceed characters. Uh, pretty much all the cool stuff. We'll have it. So come by and see us and play some games at SaltCon Salt Lake City starting Thursday, March 1st. Um, what time? Uh, at 10 a.m. All right. I presume if you've gone all the way to Utah, you you already know what time the show starts. So. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I just I just wanted to know. I guess for me personally, <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna get there. Yeah, I just wanted to know. <laughs> okay, fine. Anyway, but yeah, come and see us there, and um, I hope you guys have a great week. All right. So as usual, it has been me, your host, Marco DeSantos, also known as Mechanic Critic, and with me has been my amazing co-host, Brad Tom. And as usual, if you like the podcast, please share it with a friend, and if you hate it, share it with an enemy. Uh, without much else to say, thank you so much for listening, and as um, and thank you, World of Indians. Thank you. And good night. Night and happy gaming. Hey, awesome! And don't forget your special action. <gasps> he said it. You forgot it. You forgot your special action, Marco. Uh, or you forgot to not forget your special action. Oh, no. It's come back to oh, haunt me. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. All right.